Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Davis steps under center. Gibson and McClendon behind it. Davis with motion by Richard. Will get the ball to McClendon. He leaps. Oh, he doesn't get in. He fumbled the football. Carolina holds. The game is over. And Carolina has won the game. Finley to throw. Over the middle. Intercepted. Wolfuck again. Wolfuck the other way. At the 30, the 40, Wolfuck to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick. The heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line. Hood standing to Williams is right. Williams going to throw. One-on-one. Davis has it. Touchdown. Carolina wins. Carolina is the Coastal Division champion. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Connor Barth for the possible win. Snap, spot, kick away, high enough, long enough. It's good! It's good! Carolina has won the game on a 42-yard field goal by freshman Hunter Burr. Good gosh, dirty. This is the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome in to another edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. The quarantine interview series continues tonight with former Tar Heel wide receiver Anthony Ratliff-Williams. And first of all, man, I just want to check and see how your family's doing during this time. I know uh, everybody's kind of going through a little bit of an adjustment period with everything that's going on with the coronavirus, but uh, how's your family doing? Is everybody uh, at least healthy and and hanging in there? Uh, Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, everybody's kind of hanging in there. Uh, you know, I think everybody's going a little stir crazy with everything that's going on. Uh, but soon we'll be back to, to, to the life of, of sports and, and doing what we were previously doing. But, uh, you know, of course you, you had such a great career at Carolina and, um, you know, we'll get to that in just a second, but I wanted to start by asking you about your career at, at, at Butler, um, you know, a school in, in here in Matthews, just down the road from me, actually, um, where you had a ton of success as a quarterback uh, and is a school that also produced just a ton of success at the quarterback position you know what was it like for you playing for a coach in Brian Hales that had a lot of success with with the quarterbacks and really just at Butler High School uh, where they had a ton of success as well with the quarterback position um personally for me it was a great experience I mean 
course when you were there at Butler you got uh, recruited by a bunch of different schools but of course you committed to Carolina you came on campus as a quarterback but in your redshirt freshman season you got moved to wide receiver and I know your dad has been really vocal on social media saying that he wanted you to stay at quarterback what what was your standing with kind of how the move went down from your standpoint was it something that you were definitely on board with or were you someone that was wanting to stay at quarterback but knew that for the best, you know, for, for the betterment of the team, you had to move over to wide receiver. Um, me personally, I would say I was kind of taking advantage of the opportunity that was given to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we were, we were at a, a good point at quarterback. We were kind of solid at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was accepting that at the time. And I just felt that it was kind of okay to make a move. I mean, I had a discussion with my parents and I was talking to Coach B. Mm-hmm. came to the conclusion that if you want to make the move, you know, I'm going to be all in. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying, do everything I got to do and kind of just take those steps I got to that's necessary to also have the team, but also better my, myself and my play and my skill set make sure that when well, no, my name was called and my time was up, I was ready. And that was kind of one of the biggest things that I focused on as a key when I was switching over was trying to just get consistent and maintain it by work ethic and also being able to learn and those things were kind of tough at times, but right. over time it got a little easier and I started to enjoy myself in field position and learning nuances. So it was a beautiful thing to actually do and experience. What, what was really the biggest challenge of, of the move to wide receiver? Because I feel like for you, being a quarterback, as opposed to maybe a guy that's a running back and moves to receiver or uh, some other move, for you, being a quarterback, you have to know so much about an offense. But what was that biggest challenge for you move w- w- with the move? The biggest challenge for me, I would say, is it's actually being a receiver and learning how to put that position and be, mm-hmm. you know, good. I would say it's necessarily just being a good player and productive at that position because I've never played it before. I played it a couple of snaps in high school, a couple games, mm-hmm. and made plays a little bit, but it was never felt like it was my call and I never thought it would be something that I would do in the future. So when I initially switched over, right. the biggest thing to me was learning how to get in and out of cuts. You know, just, just the natural thing that a receiver does, not making it seem so stiff and predictable and not, 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 not looking like I'm a receiver actually so that was probably the hardest thing to do was kind of let your athletes like let your athleticism take over Right. Well, once you made the move to wide receiver, you had a lot of success. Um, of course, you know, the first year in 2016, um, you know, you, you, you kind of had a rotational role. But 2017 was really where you took off with that huge game against Louisville. Um, and not only with the fact that you had a good game receiving, but also just an amazing game um, as kick returner. But, you know, did you feel like with everything that had kind of left from that previous season – that you needed to kind of take your game to the next level and maybe become one of those leaders of that 2017 team? Um, I would definitely take that. I feel like, I mean, the Louisville game was definitely a stepping stone mm-hmm. as far as putting my name out there and taking advantage of the opportunity and 
just kind of going off the bench, being shot myself forward, and not only being dominant, but also taking that momentum and propelling me to a better player the next season and trying to just, like, take those games one at a time and learn something new about yourself every single game and then taking the role of now that I'm learning my responsibilities as a player and as a receiver and produced, I can now expect those things to my teammates. You know what I'm saying? On an equal level and being able to mm-hmm. kind of call on my brothers and let them know, like, okay, now this is what we got to do and this is what you have to do and I'm doing my part, so let's all get on this. Let's all get on the, you know what I'm saying, on the table and let's make some happen. Yeah, no, I mean, and you guys had a, you know, you personally had a ton of success. Of course, the team uh, had some struggles, uh, you know, just from talking to a lot of the guys. You know, it seems that most most of you guys kind of think along the same lines, and I'm assuming that it's the same for you. Really, you know, it was it it wasn't one thing that you could kind of put your finger on where the success dipped from 2016 into that 17 and 18 season. You know, from your perspective as well, do you feel like it was just that? You know, I, I know just from talking to Tyler. Powell and, and Jeremiah Clark, they said finishing games was tough, but I feel like also injuries was a really big part of it. Was that kind of what you felt was the difference between those 2015-16 teams and those 2017-18 teams? Uh, definitely. I think we got attacked by the injuries going bad two mm-hmm. years in a row. I mean, right. we kind of got bit bad by that. But also, going along, picking that, what you said about the finishing, it was just kind of, uh, it was something that we couldn't get over, something that we couldn't get over, and it was kind of a bitter taste that always in our mouth after games, because, mm-hmm. you know, we were reaching attending the victory and kind of getting the job done, and we just could never get over that home, so definitely the injury bug played a part, but also got to finish as well, so we always, we always look back and it was a bitter, bittersweet feeling, but, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, even during those times, though, I'm assuming you had a ton of great memories. Are there really any memories in specific that kind of stick out for you from from your time on campus? Oh, man. Biggest memories I had on that field, on that campus, uh, I always love my fan days. Mm-hmm. I always love when the fans come out and show, show the support and just coming to show love to the players. And that was something that we always cherished. We always appreciated it. We always loved our fans for that. Just come out there, let us let us feel appreciated, but also so I didn't know we appreciate them. So those are the days that I never remember. But also just games, man. Uh, I say 2017 Duke home game that was sellout. That was one of my favorite games because of the the scenery in the moment. It's gonna get better than that. Mm-hmm. Battle for the Bills, better blue against better blue. So it was a great game, it was a great experience for me. But also the pit game, you know. Uh, right. The kids return passing and receiving touchdown. That was one of the games I didn't really feel the moment until afterwards. I didn't really think about what happened with the players or nothing like that until you kind of get in the locker room while I'm playing on with that to the game. But just knowing that our efforts in that season came was such a rough patch and we put it we put it together that game. It was just it was so fluid and, and something could miss. That's what I loved about it. It was just what it should have been all along. But you know. Let's make it that you can't get back, but that's definitely a couple moments that I always cherish. Well, 
that that moment against Pittsburgh, the opening uh, kick return for a touchdown, was one of my favorite moments as well because uh, I was actually watching with some friends at uh, a local uh, bar and almost got kicked out uh, within the first couple minutes of the game because I lost it when you took the one it back to the house because it had been it had been such a rough year. So to see you take it to the house, I was like, look, we've got a chance. And and that game, you guys really like you said, everybody just put everything together, did everything that they had to do to pull out the victory. I mean, you were such a huge part of that. But, I mean, look, you were just such an exciting player. Um, You end up entering into the NFL draft, and you were with the Titans last offseason all the way up until final cuts. Um, you know, what, what was it like to play under Coach Vrabel and, and to play for a team that, at the time, you didn't know it, but w- would go on to play in the AFC Championship game? Oh, man, that was such a great experience. And I appreciate the Tennessee Titans for the opportunity, but... Just being there, being in that locker room, being around the team, man, it was such a beautiful environment. I mean, the team was all there. It was just genuine care when we stepped in the locker room, and we kind of just meshed early, jailed early, and it was kind of hard to leave those guys at that point, but I mean, uh, it is what it is, and that's how it goes in the game. So, but definitely being a part of the Titans organization was a great experience because Bill was a great coach, very disciplined, but also very fun. Every day was a fun day out there on the field, and we. He's got a, he has that player mindset still, so it's always like you're always trying to get energy. Everything has to be energy, and that's always what it was every single day. And you love that. As a, as a football player, just being on the field and being able to let yourself go have fun and just play free and verbal. And that was his, one of his big keys, but also playing with discipline and on your assignment and being on your job. So right. they definitely taught me a lot, especially that, from that jump from college to the pro. That team definitely showed me a lot. I'm going to see them prosper to that. What they put on the put on the screen and then we go to the AFC Championship. Seeing that final product, I could tell that that was gonna. I mean, that's something that I would say I saw coming based off the work that we put in the preseason. Yeah, I'm assuming that you got a lot of reps with Ryan Tannehill. Was that something that when he got that job and took over and really started having success, was that something that you were kind of just had a different opinion on than everybody else? Kind of had that mind, that that opinion of I, I knew this was what he was capable of. Absolutely, but I mean, as a teammate and as a player, you kind of realize that everybody there, everybody has a job to do. You know, we all have to execute to a certain mm-hmm. extent, but also being able to play above that is everything and more. So, it's being able to be in the locker room and play with Tan. I, I always tell that was a, he's spot on. He's a hard worker. Mm-hmm. Their first, last, the lead type of guy. I mean, he always put that work in and could throw a ball to get ahead consistent. So, definitely when it starts, you know, put it on, put it on tape. That you know. Show out that season, but I mean, definitely want to come, and you got to, got to, got to pay. So that's right. That's definitely good. Yeah, no, that I mean, I I think you're right about that. Um, he is a a guy that, um, you know, I thought just really got some bad breaks when he was in Miami in terms of injuries. So I I expect the same thing. And the other thing for you, at least when you were with the Titans, at least you didn't play on the defensive side of the ball, so you didn't have to face Derrick Henry because whew, that would be a tough experience. But now you know you're going out, you're going to play for the Raiders at the end of the, uh, or you were at with the Raiders at the end of the year. You signed a future contract with them, and now you potentially are going to have the opportunity to go and play in Vegas and uh, it, it, you know kind of determine it, it's going to be determined by everything that's going on whether the stadium's going to be ready or not but it looks like you're going to get the opportunity to play out there and be coached by John Gruden how excited are you for that chance to go there and, and to be a part of all of that man it's a blessing I mean, you want to 
take baby steps. We're not kind of moving fast, but I mean, I'm living in the moment. I'm really trying to make everything happen now. So being a part of the organization and being able to have the opportunity is a blessing. And I'm ready to go back out there and compete. But just being a part of the Raiders organization is definitely something different. I mean, we got that Raider box. So I guess I'm here on all the college. Like, it's super free and it's super fun. Mm-hmm. There's always energy out there, and it's, I love those guys. Everybody on their team, so I love the staff and everything that we come up. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're we're excited uh, to see you back out there. Uh, you're one of those guys that um, you know played during a, a, a tough time at Carolina. Uh, most both of your seasons came during seasons that probably won't be remembered too well in in the history books. But you were a fantastic player, and uh, glad we were able to get you on. Uh, Hopefully, uh, you, you can get back out there a, a, as soon as possible. Um, stay safe for now, though, uh, and, and same to the rest of your family, and we'll talk to you down the line, buddy, okay? Yes, sir, absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. Stay safe, stay blessed. All right, man. All right, Anthony Ratliff-Williams, the former Tar Heel wide receiver, stopping by with us. And, uh, yeah, yeah, as he said, he's really just hoping for the opportunity to get back out there, and that's pretty much what everybody's hoping for. Now, the good ish news that we're hearing is that according to most so I don't know exactly how they've been doing this I don't know where they're exactly hearing it from I believe it's from the CDC but I could be wrong on that but Adam Schefter, Adrian Wojnarowski and Jeff Passion who are the three biggest news breakers in terms of um, their respective sports for ESPN. You've got, of course, Adam Schefter for the NFL, as well as Adrian Wojnarowski for the NBA and Jeff Passan for Major League Baseball. Uh, They had a meeting the other day, I think it was on Tuesday when they had the meeting, and Adam Schefter was the first to tweet it out that as of right now, the belief is that there is a a good feeling around the possibility of being able to play uh, the 2020 college football season, which would also kind of extend on to the NFL season, which would help Anthony uh, with his chance to to make the Raiders. Um, So I think as of right now, again, we got to take everything with a grain of salt that we're hearing because we just don't know about everything that's going on with this virus. We don't know if there could be another flare-up, how all of that is going to work because we don't have a vaccine that's in place just yet. Things are looking at least more positive than they were looking a week ago. That's the good news when it comes to all of this coronavirus stuff. Um, So, of course, we'll keep you updated on everything that is happening around uh, not only just Toriel football in terms of this, but in all of college football, which will affect uh, Carolina as well. So we'll have you covered with all of that uh, over on the Heel Tough blog uh, and make sure that you guys go there, check out uh, everything that we've got on the website right now. Now, of course, uh, this interview, uh, I'm actually, since I gave that little update, actually, I'm going to throw this one up there. This will be the next one that'll go up. So I'm going to push the other ones that are are supposed to be coming up next down just a little bit. Um, So we'll move it back to next Wednesday. Uh, We'll be the the order of the next one that uh, we had recorded. I'm going to move this one up so that you guys can get this update. But um, we've got a ton of stuff on the website as well in terms of uh, non-coronavirus stuff. Uh, we did hear from Phil Longo as well as Sam Howell this week. So we tell you a little bit more about what they're doing during this time. Uh, but after that, we kind of move the focus off from that and go on to recruiting where we have a ton of 
a ton of news that you guys will want to check out. That's all in our weekly storylines. You guys can check it out there. We've got an update on Ranieri Dilworth and his commitment when that's going to happen. Uh, he now has a debt, uh, a date that he has set. Um, so make sure that you guys go and check that out uh, as well in there. We've got uh, updates on Tony Grimes, Peyton Page, as well as Colby Smith, uh, all guys that Carolina is in the thick of it with in terms of the recruiting trail for the 2000. 21 class where Tar Heels are just burning it up right now. The number three class in the country, number two in the ACC, right behind Clemson, a spot where just, I mean, if you think about it, little over 18 months ago, nobody would have thought that this would have been possible with where Carolina was at. Just an amazing turnaround for the Tar Heels under head coach Mac Brown. And uh, we've got you covered with everything on the Heel Tough blog website for that. Uh, any team news that we've got coming out for football, uh, as well as uh, all of the other updates we have on the website. Same thing with basketball. We had you covered when uh, Brandon Huffman entered the transfer portal. So make sure you guys go back and read that article as well as uh, plenty of these season reviews to come and already a few up on the website you can check out. Uh, all the major senior contributors so far have been put up there. Brandon Robinson, Christian Keeling, as well as Justin Pierce, and then we'll circle back around um, and hit some of the other seniors when we go on to the Blue Squad guys. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we'll go through a lot of the other guys that contributed and do uh, an individual breakdown for them as we go throughout the offseason. We'll have you covered with recruiting on that end as well. And then for the the baseball team will have you covered when they come back in 2021. Uh, we're still looking for a baseball writer. If there's somebody that is interested in writing full-time baseball for us, just hit me up on Twitter at HTBAnthony or you can email me anthony.pegnata at yahoo.com uh, and we'd love to have a discussion, try to get you guys started. Uh, of course, look, we, we, we've we been doing it for a couple of years now, but we are far from professionals. This is how we started was through the blog, sort of got our experience from there. Um, so we would love to help other people as well that are maybe looking to uh, get a little bit of writing experience, get something out there. We're, of course, always looking uh, to bring more people on. So if you're interested, let us know uh, and we will uh, try to get you uh, in the works and, and, and get you started on the website. So, um, of course, in terms of the podcast, uh, we want you to do the same thing that we've been telling you for most of the shows, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Again, the rate and review part is just so that we can move up some of the rankings on places like Apple Podcast and Google Podcast because we want other Toriel fans to find this podcast. That's the biggest thing is we want to be able to spread the audience. We want people to be able to hear these great interviews. We want people to be able to follow along with us as we go throughout the season um, where we'll have even more great guests on uh, as well. Of course, we're going to go into the offseason. We're going to go into the more preseason mode um, here in the next couple of months, uh, probably starting... Uh, it, it really just depends on when they're going to be getting everything back underway. We'll be we'll, we'll kind of determine when we're going to have guys on. But of course, uh, as we've done in the past, we'll have guys on like Phil Steele, uh, who of course writes the college football bible in terms of um, you know he's just a great guy to have on in terms of previews and all sorts of stuff like that. So we'll have him on. Brett Ciencia from Pick Six Previews, the most accurate group out there right now, actually edges out Phil Steele by just a little bit, but both guys are really great. And then, of course, uh, Stephen Lassen from Athlon Sports, another great magazine that you guys can read, friend of the 
podcast who's been on quite a few times. Same thing with Bill Bender from the Sporting News. He uh, helps write the college football preview for them as well. So we're going to have all those guys on before the season starts to help preview what should be an extremely exciting 2020 season. And even when we get in season, we'll have a ton of guys coming on during the year. That's usually when we go to our go-to guys like Pat James of Go Heels. Uh, He'll come on, talk a little bit with us uh, during the season about some of the stuff going on. Jacob Turner, guys like that who can join us as well as our breakdowns, uh, which we think, eh, we think they're pretty good. We could be wrong. Uh, let us know with the review, and uh, we'll definitely take it into consideration. So uh, we want all those people along to join us. Uh, the best way that you can do it so you don't miss any of the episodes, hit that subscribe button on whatever site you listen to us on. Uh, we would really appreciate that. Um, and, of course, uh, we, we hope that you guys are enjoying everything that we're doing here during this downtime, trying to keep you guys uh, somewhat entertained as well as keep your minds off of everything that's going on in a scary world. Uh, right now, just kind of take your minds off, ease the anxiety a little bit, and talk a little bit of Tario football. So once again, want to thank Anthony Ratliff Williams for stopping by with us. Want to thank you guys for listening, and as always, go Tar Heels. Yeah.